0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. It's the first day of March, and uh, we're going to have on a special guest. You've heard him a couple of times on this show. Um, He's known on Twitter as a domestic terrorist, but he's on today's show for a very special reason, because he is Russian. And I want a perspective of someone who's from Russia who could tell me more about the region uh, can inform us a little bit more about what the region is like, what the history is like between Russia and Ukraine, so on and so forth, and talk about what's going on there now. So, hello, how are you? I am well. Thank you for the introduction. And uh, how are you, Mike? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, you know, it's tough. You know, we we talked about in the past, you and I have known each other for a while now, we talked about what would knock COVID out of the news. And we, we you know, we joked around, we joked around. <laughs> that a good A good war... Would, would knock COVID out of the news. <laughs> if only we could have a good war. We talked about this months ago, not realizing that it would actually happen, that a war would knock COVID totally out of the news. But isn't that what's happened?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, how easy was it? You know, uh, when your whole media, 24-7, every single channel is dominated just by one thing for a day or two. That's it. COVID is gone. It's like it's never happened.
0: Well, it's like it's never happened, and uh, I don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, I know that there were some peace talks uh, yesterday, and it doesn't seem to have gone anywhere. Uh, you know, on the show yesterday, I spoke about my own feelings about why Putin may have done this. I, I felt there were three reasons. I don't think any of them are particularly good. Let's see if you agree with me on this. One reason is the NATO thing, right? He's a, he's afraid that Ukraine was going to join NATO, and then the United States or other forces will put weapons you know on their doorstep which he didn't want which we wouldn't want mexico or canada to do however what were the odds that ukraine was going to enter nato i mean we're talking about what one in a million it really wasn't going to happen was it this is the first reason i want you to comment on that
1: well you know i just finished listening the podcast of tom woods and i think it's mandatory to listen he's talking to some professor that specializes in russian relations and um it's uh, very much to do with NATO. It also, you know, it, it has, it's not the main reason, but it's one of the reasons. Apparently, there is this feeling by Russia that America is squeezing the whole world and squeezing Europe through NATO. And the fact that Europe m- immediately followed with their sanctions, they followed the American sanctions, just shows that uh, Europe is completely dominated by the US. And this uh, creates anxiety and pressure for Russia. They don't like, this type of uh domination in their
0: region in their geographic proximity so they would just uh, putin could say if one was going to be his lawyer on this which i don't think we need to be but let's say we were um that he was afraid of the incursion of nato right that it was expanding <coughs> it was expanding eastward right and that he was and that, that in general the 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 nato getting more powerful was annoying him and he had to sort of flex his muscle to fight back is that the idea that's one idea. This
1: is not by far not the most important reason, but this is one reason.
0: All right, let's 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 see. It's still no reason, obviously, to invade a country and do what he's doing. But right, that's one possible reason if you want to get into his head. Uh, a, a second reason is this idea of him wanting to go back to that you know eighteenth century Russian czar, the whole idea of the Soviet Union the way it used to be, and he was you know pissed off at all those countries left and and separated from from the ussr when it became russia and he wants to get as much of it back as possible that he has once again this 18th century idea not 21st century idea of what russia should be what do you think about that idea
1: well from what i understand and from all the reliable sources that i gather this is a no factor zero
0: so this is just actually some i bring this up simply because fox news has this woman on from our state department Uh, And uh, sorry, from the Pentagon. And she said this is what she believes is the the major reason that has nothing to do with NATO. That has to do with Putin wanting the Soviet Union back basically as much or as get. But you don't think that has any credence at all?
1: From every from every source that I consider to be reliable, and we know how uh, reliable our state department has proven to be over the last two years, right? So from every reliable source, this has never been listed a factor. Putin might be aggressive, he might be bold, he might be uh, uh, vicious, but he's not crazy. He cannot imagine putting 15 republics together. But in any event, that has never been listed as a factor, not even mentioned.
0: So I guess if we're going to go with the first one, I don't even my my other reasoning is simply that, you know, he wants to take over Ukraine. Right. That he wants Ukraine to be become, uh, you know. And and this is the idea that what I'm what I'm hearing is a lot of Russian soldiers seem to be saying that they thought. And this is the same thing that happened with Iraq. Remember, we told people here in our own country and our soldiers that the Iraqis would welcome us. You remember that? Remember Rumsfeld said they'd welcome us with open arms, open arms. (laughs) So this is another reason. This is like the third reason that going into Ukraine is going to be easy because the Ukrainians would be like, sure, we love you. We want to be part of Russia. Evidently, that didn't happen. Why would they ever believe that would be the case?
1: You know, I... We literally don't believe a word we hear on the news because over the last two years, literally every single thing we heard was a lie about everything, including numbers and data. So I don't really know what Russians hear. And now uh, learning that even the videos that we see on TV and the stories we hear about the snake island and about the he- this, this uh, hero pilot, that even those stories are fake, I really don't know what to believe.
0: Well, and it, it's, that, that's something I've talked about for the last week, that after what we've seen, forget about Iraq. I mean, forget about all the years of lies with Iraq and, 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 the, and, the, and the months leading up to it. But just the last two years, we, have to, we don't have to go back two decades. Let's go back two years, right, with COVID, all the lies exactly. that were told us. Like you yeah. said, the lies, the lies, the numbers, they wouldn't release the real numbers. They wouldn't talk about the real numbers. They wouldn't give us all the facts. So how do we believe one thing our leaders say or one thing the media says? We can't. We just can't. Exactly. And, you
1: know, I'm going to mention this uh, again. I'm going to refer to this podcast only because what the guy was saying aligns perfectly with the UN ambassador of Russia and what he was saying so basically there were a couple of very important things that happened apparently with americans help the regime in ukraine was overthrown in 2014 and we installed someone who we liked and then since then they were negotiating back and forth about giving some kind of autonomy to these east east ukrainian uh, parts of donbass you know donetsk and lugansk and uh, Apparently, the West was bombarding them and fighting them and killing them systematically. Just because we've never been hearing about it doesn't mean it hasn't been going on. And apparently, what started this whole saga that started a week ago is um, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, mentioning in in one of the conventions in Germany that he was thinking about developing his own nuclear weapons. And that apparently took Putin over the over the top. And now he feels like he has no choice. He has to uh, do something about it, which brings me back to his goal. His goal is not to take over Ukraine. He's not going to be able to do it, but he does want to overthrow the government because he wants to take out the government that was installed by America and put some kind of popular government that's going to be elected by the people of Ukraine.
0: And but, but a popular or a dummy some some someone who just appeals to him like in, in yeah in, like like but, in Belarus like in, like in belarus,
1: right, so. and uh, we could argue who is a puppet and who's puppet and but um you know, there were these Minsk agreements and uh that they were not followed through that Russia apparently really cared about that Ukraine didn't do anything about. they keep talking about these minsk Minsk agreements. they talk about NATO and um. According to some important scholars, this is a very dangerous time for us because Russians have these incredible weapons that we don't have that they can pretty much creep up on us without us knowing and we will be wiped out in five minutes. So we got to be very careful. And right now what we need to be doing is we need to be negotiating. We should not be sitting and imposing more and more sanctions and cornering Russia into the corner and making them desperate. We should be talking.
0: Well, speaking of, of of talking, some people say we can't talk to him because he's gone crazy. Do you believe that at all? That he's that he's well, psychologically insane? I mean, look, this is what yeah. they said about Trump too, right? They said right.
1: About- so I hate this. I hate this attitude. You know, I don't care if you talk about a terrorist or a claimed terrorist or Trump or Putin. You know, this is not a productive conversation when people say, "Uh, uh we're not going to talk to someone because he's crazy." Well, what choice do you have in this case when you're dealing with the – with the head of the nuclear superpower? What, what are your other, other alternatives? Challenge them and challenge their pride and their national patriotism and keep pushing them and squeezing them economically? What do you expect? What do you think is gonna happen?
0: Right. I, I, there's no choice. He's the leader of the country regardless, regardless. And he's the one you have to talk to. Right. I mean, he's the one who's doing this. There's no other choice. So I, I think and first we don't, we don't know if that's true. We don't know if it's true that he's gone crazy. I mean, they're just assuming this because he invaded and he's talking about nuclear weapons now. But once again, we heard this about Trump, too. We heard many people saying, oh, he's gone and crazy. He's insane. He's going to do something crazy. How many times did they say Trump was going to push the button? You know, so a lot of it's bullshit. Let's face it. Right. A lot of his bullshit.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't be challenging. You know, Russia has history. They lost 20 million people during World War Two. Stalin killed like, I don't know, 30 million people as well. So they know sacrifice and they can go really far. So I would not be I don't think pushing them is a good idea because we need to be looking out for the welfare of our nation here. What serves the people here? Uh, getting us closer and closer to a major global confrontation is not it. We need to be talking. This is the most important thing we can do. Instead of sanctioning Putin, we need to be talking. Now, as soon these, as possible. I, yeah. I want
0: to talk about, well, first of all, when you are in the, when you were in the region, did you was there any animosity between the two countries? I'm not talking about the leaders. Talk about the citizens. Is there any... You know,
1: I lived there until I was only 11. I talked to Russians, to Ukrainians. It never occurred to me who is who. We look the same, we sound the same. There is a little bit of an accent. Apparently, Ukraine has an element, a significant radical anti-Russian nationalist element. I've never encountered it. I heard about it. I never distinguished myself from Ukrainians. To me, we're all the same because I cannot tell the difference.
0: Right. OK. And I'm, I'm sure most look, it, it seems as though the last poll, the, the one poll they took showed about 50 50 split. Right. Between initially the initial incursion, 50 percent of the country, Russians were for it, 50 percent were against it. That seems that the tide will probably turn on that. The worse this gets, the more people will be against it, I'm sure, uh, because Russians are good people and we, we shouldn't be punishing the people of Russia. And isn't that what these sanctions really do in the end? They punish the people of Russia and they, and they come around to punish us, too.
1: So, you know, it's interesting. You can say that, you know, you're punishing people and not politicians. On the other hand, you could say that, well, this is how you apply pressure on politicians, by pressuring people and forcing people to pressure their own leaders. Right. So it's a tough call. But, you know, we're going really far now, banning movies, banning flights, banning soccer teams and. Um, you know, uh, t- taking things off the shelves here it's that a, are made in Russia. Yeah.
0: Co- this is the new cancel culture, just being Oh, quiet.
1: absolutely. This is just another derivative of our cancel culture. I think whoever likes canceling things, this is like the ultimate orgasm for them <laughs> right now. Like, for sure, for sure.
0: Well, we live in San Francisco, you and I, and they want to, you know, people were half joking, only half joking that they should rename Russian Hill. Right. I mean, this is what I'm hearing on Twitter. They should rename an area in San Francisco is named Russian Hill. You know, you have Lower Knob Hill, you know, Knob Hill and you have Russian Hill and they want to rename Russian Hill. I mean, how silly, how silly is this really? How dumb?
1: Not silly for them, for the people who have been talking about renaming schools and renaming streets and top and toppling uh, monuments. Uh, You know, for one leader who may or may not be crazy, they would rename the area that was named russian hill for a reason for this for its history but hey there's nothing that these people uh, th- there is nothing that's beneath them when it comes to history and when it comes to superficial um
0: virtue signaling that's- well, it's, pe- it's performance art right it's performance absolutely real about nothing substantial about nothing that would actually change the, the dynamics by doing this stuff it's just performative stuff it's like the whole idea of 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 banning the the vodka when only one like one point two percent of the vodka in this country is from Russia how stupid this is how stupid people are people Absolutely. assume that all the vodka in this country is from Russia when almost none of it is
1: yeah and, and you know what <laughs> the other part that's scary is the incompetence or lack of qualifications among our leaders who are supposed to be dealing with it in the normal world, in the half sane world, you would have people with military experience, with strategic experience, with geopolitical experience, rushing out to Belarus to meet, to participate in these negotiations between um, Russia and, and Ukraine and facilitating and doing whatever they can to come to some kind of compromise. That doesn't mean begging Russia, that doesn't mean humiliating us, but doing something to settle this, because we cannot just leave it to to them alone, to just keep keeping going in it while the media is scaring Americans. I mean, Americans are talking about it. You know, we were always surprised. How come nobody cares about COVID? Mm-hmm. Nobody is rising up against the restrictions, but people are talking. You can tell people are
0: concerned. This is scary. Well, but I don't remember. Maybe, maybe, maybe my my memory is fuzzy. It's been over twenty years now. But do you recall? Everyone talking about ba- canceling America, canceling American products when we invaded Iraq. Do you remember the whole world? Talk- <laughs> Do you remember anyone, in this, even in this no. country, talking about that? I, I, no. I, don't, I don't recall that. Do you recall canceling America in 2003? I, I don't. I don't recall that happening.
1: Mike, they could have easily ignored this whole conflict and talk about it for five minutes between weather and sports if they wanted to. And well,
0: yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. That, but you know. Yeah. Well, once again, we talk about I've mentioned the hypocrisy of people. I mean, so, do yeah. people. I mean, right now it is, it, you know, it, it's popular to be anti-Russian, to be anti-Putin. And, of course, to be on the the, the group obviously, the groupthink obviously, is it's evil, satanic, one sided. And we must ban and cancel everything Russian um, when, of course, our invasion of Iraq was just as bad, if not, if not, if not worse, I, I'd say worse. I say more, even, more, even more pointless, based even more on lies with no real history, like at least Russia and Ukraine and the USSR and Russia, they have the history There, there's no, there was no history. There was nothing. It was all based on lies and fabrications. Yet, of course, no one was canceling us. No one was was talking about banning United States hockey players or American baseball players from playing the way some morons on Twitter today. And I hope this was only on Twitter, please, wanted to. Wanted to prevent Russian hockey players from playing in the NHL. That, in other words, Ovechkin can't play. We should cancel Ovechkin. I mean, how I, 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 is there any is, is there any end to their to their ridiculousness when it comes to this crap? I mean, come on.
1: Well, this is their day, you know. People who have been brought to admire all things canceled. Uh, this is the ultimate. This you can cancel the whole country, every aspect, banking, which. You know, I understand airlines now people will not be able to fly back and forth. They want to cripple Russia. They don't realize how resilient, how harsh the culture is, how harsh the people are, how much they withstood historically. And uh, this will only strengthen them and embolden them and would make them want to fight back. And this is just not a good uh, this is not a good approach. I, I, I don't think that we're headed. uh in the right direction. We need to be talking as much as possible 24-7 till the conflict resolves because it is resolvable. And on the surface, it looks like, oh, these poor, poor Ukrainians being bombed, which is true. These are poor, innocent people that being bombed. But you cannot just look at the surface 24-7 through the news and expect some kind of productive solution out of doing that.
0: Well, but the, these are the horrors of war. Innocent people die. I mean, any kind yeah. of even – the, even the most minor incursion, is, as, as Biden would put it, people are going to die. Innocent people are going to buy, die. Soldiers are going to die, you know. So, people buildings are going to be exploded. You know, military buildings and also some civilian complexes are going to be are going to be destroyed. But, this, this is why war is terrible. There's no one. Yeah. Who the hell is pro war? No one wants war.
1: Well, some people do. So I imagine how hard it is actually to be Biden. You don't know what's going on. Your VP knows, you know. Even if she's a nice lady, which she probably isn't, but she knows absolutely nothing about war so, about yeah, the but, art of war the the military conflicts okay where does it go does it go to the warmongering generals that are dying to go to war for military industrial complex where does it get good advice
0: well know. you know and, and, and the fact of the matter is i've talked about this and i talked about it uh, yesterday a little bit but you know you have a you have putin who regardless of his mental state regardless of if you think he's a devil the guy at least he has the ability To uh, on the surface look right, look masculine and tough and strong and powerful and decisive. Well, here you have Biden and Kamala Harris still wearing those stupid masks everywhere they go. I mean, <laughs> what you're showing the world is, first of all, you're anti-science. You have no idea what science is, right? You have no idea about science and medicine and numbers and facts and evidence. You can't, words, you can't digest evidence. You can't digest two years of evidence. So what does that say about you? And also the fact that you're still afraid to catch a cold. You're afraid to take your mask off outdoors. You're afraid to let Congress come into your state of the union without taking covid tests yet you want to show how tough you are when it comes to standing up to putin how do you do that when you look so weak
1: yeah you know i i've been thinking about that ideally because we know symbolism is important ideally the head of the superpower should not be allowed to be seen in public with a mask on that should never been allowed period we did the opposite
0: there always masked yeah from the the camera they're masked at least maybe not when the camera's not on but certainly when the camera's on they make sure they're masked for performance but it's a performance that makes them look weak it makes them i mean i mean they
1: try to lead by example by showing to us that if they can do it we can do it but we're not in kindergarten we don't need two years of those examples i think a couple of weeks was enough
0: (laughs) <laughs> even a couple of weeks was too much. But I understand what you're saying. They, In other words, if they believe in this, which they don't believe in it, because we've seen Newsom and, you know, we, we can go back and forth. We, we've talked this before. We've seen Newsom right. at football games, hundreds of thousands of people all over him. He doesn't he's at the French laundry. If he was afraid of dying, he'd wear a mask 24-7. He hardly ever wears one unless he's in front of the camera sometime <laughs> now, not even in front of the camera anymore. He doesn't bother. So it's, it's like they don't believe in it anyway. But we know that Biden and Kamala Harris, once that camera's on. They've been, they make sure to put it on. And like you said, to me, it looks absolutely ridiculous. You don't see. You, have you ever seen Putin in public with a mask on? I've never seen well, it. Well, I, I
1: just mentioned that I've never seen either Putin or Zelensky with a mask on because I don't think it it is compatible in their mind with the very notion of leadership and masculinity because it isn't.
0: It isn't. Uh, no, no, let's talk, I, I, thank you for mentioning Zelensky because I want to talk about Zelensky. Look, of course most people you excluded but most people most americans had no clue who this guy was before a week mm-hmm. ago they had no idea they couldn't name the leader americans couldn't name if you did the man on the street thing the way you know the way uh, jay leno did or jesse waters does if you did this two weeks ago not one american would know the name of the president of, of ukraine half the people wouldn't know the name of the president of russia Let alone the Ukraine. Right. Now, oh, what a hero. I love it. Every All Americans, he's a superhero. They're putting him in these ads dressed up like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. How full of shit are we? Really, how full of shit are we? Yeah.
1: You know, I will not pretend that I knew a lot about him. I just knew the basics. I don't discount people because of them being comedians. We had Arnold Schwarzenegger for a governor, and he may not have been the best governor, but he also by far wasn't the worst governor ronald reagan was an actor at least part-time right so i don't want to say anything bad against him because of that but
0: yeah it's just it's just amazing this hero worship that we come up with without even knowing a guy's history or past or anything about and, it.
1: and we have an instant unanimous narrative and uh that's it exactly
0: exactly Like
1: absolutely there's just uh, you know we had some questioning maybe of of lockdowns and restrictions but this is a hundred percent unquestioned, undisputed narrative. Just one way, and I understand Ukraine is an underdog, just like Israel and Palestine. Palestine is an underdog, but even there, you have some historical discussion, you have pros and cons. Mm-hmm. You look at both sides here, there is no discussion at all. Zero, Russia, Russians are evil, which they've always been here. Ukraine is the victim, and uh, that's it. End of story, there's nothing to talk
0: about. Well, and if there's nothing to talk about, then there's no way you can come to peace. There's no way. Exactly. You can come to peace. If you're exactly. saying you're evil. OK, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the, the moderator. Uh, the, the Russians are evil. the Ukrainians are, are, are glorious and, and godlike. Glory be to Ukraine. And, and that's it. So where, where is there room for discussion? Why would Russians sit down at the table with people who talk like that? It doesn't make you can't do that. There's, look, this is war. There are gray areas in every war. Of course, there are gray areas in every single war. No one wakes up and says, I'm, let, let me go to war today. Let me invade a country today. So, there, of course, there are many reasons, and, and we've talked about those. We've tried to flesh them out a little bit. Um, and, 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 and there's the gray area, but everything is so black. Everything is so groupthink now. And this really piggybacks two years of COVID. Oh, Mike, I, I want to tell thing.
1: you, the,
0: the, the old thing was as soon as you
1: question something about masks or about... Um restrictions is like oh what are your trump supporter right now if i tell even my relatives which i understand i don't mind if i tell them you know i like to hear both sides i just like to hear both sides to better understand the conflict i am immediately being labeled as a putin supporter (laughs) just because
0: i want to hear what he has to say yes exactly absolutely do you know how, how crucified people would get now in this country if they interviewed Putin? Can you imagine Joe Rogan, how they crucify him? If you put, if you put Putin on for three hours or even one hour? He'd be yeah, yeah. simply for talking to the leader of one of the countries involved in this war one of the two countries involved in this war and and you know they've been talking about
1: deplatforming rte and russian news just when this is the most important time when you need to hear what they have to say this is the most critical time to communicate you don't just communicate when it's convenient you will communicate when it's important i'm hopeful however that the politicians are more nuanced and even zelensky and his crew and putin these people are more artful and talking in diplomacy so they're not crazy they are listening to each other
0: well when you're eliminating networks and you're eliminating a point of view when it comes to a war and a conflict this is this is major and look it makes sense we've we've been living in orwell's world for two years now but this is more orwellian stuff where only one side is, is project to people it's like those old uh newsreels in the fifties that people used to watch at the movies with the United States and during World War II talking about how the United States is dominating and winning everything and our boys and boys are in great shape and so happy. You know, it's all propaganda. And so you're getting this propaganda which gins up which gins up more hatred, you know, for Russia, because obviously you're only getting one side of things. And myself, who who has great critical I have great critical thinking abilities, so do you, but yet even I can watch TV and all of a sudden start to feel hatred for Putin just because it's just non-stop anti-russian narrative
1: No, absolutely. And, you know, I know I didn't grow up here, but I know there's history of making anti-Russian movies like Rocky and (laughs) anti-Russian sentiment has been going on here for decades with the nuclear threat and Cold War and communism. So I I think right now I'm getting a small taste of what you guys have been dealing with. Apparently, uh, there was a talk that Russia was going to unleash smallpox on America. Right. So. Um, at some point. So uh, I'm getting a small taste of this. And uh, we've never experienced this in in uh, in USSR. The only thing we've heard is, hey, if you want to have really rich and really poor people living on the streets, that's capitalism. That's the only anti-capitalism thing we got. But we've never been uh, fear mongered against America.
0: Well, you know, you could always tell people you're from Ukraine. People in this country, of course, would never know the difference, anyway. Yeah, of course. <laughs> only now they learn the difference. Yes, only well, now. And speaking of, you spent some time in Israel, also. You know, there was a blur, a blip on the news about three days ago, and it hasn't been talked about since. Is it true that the Israeli government has not condemned Russia the way everyone else is? They
1: had very, uh, mild, you know, they very mildly in at the UN. You kind of have to vote whether you condemn or you abstain or you don't condemn. They did condemn, but they openly said that they have to be very careful with Russia. They have a relationship with Ukraine and Russia, and they don't want any problems with, especially with Russia. So all they're gonna do is they are going to. Uh, Say something, do something ver- verbally, they're not going to be imposing any sanctions. They're not going to be canceling any flights to either Ukraine or Russia. And they are sending a huge humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Supplies, filters, whatever, which is not, not a bad thing. Nobody should be perceiving it as a bad thing. But I cannot believe that Ukraine, uh, Israel would be imposing any sanction. They're very small and they have to be careful not to screw things up for themselves.
0: Right, of course, but no one's calling no one's calling the Israel government and Israelis pro Putin, right? Or, or you know, or you know, uh, commies. I mean, we're not. Our politicians aren't doing that to Israel, are they? Absolutely not. no.
1: And you know, the relationship there is a mystery to me. On one hand, Israelis and Russians can enter each other's country without visa, right? So clearly, there's a lot of trust. On the other hand, we know that Russia supports Syria militarily, and Syria. And Iran are the enemy of, um, of Israel. So it's a complicated relationship. Politics are very nuanced and they're very complex. And you've got Saudi Arabia and you've got all these other key players. And you have oil and you have religion and you have history and you have Palestinians. So um, you kind of do have to please everyone. That's your trade if you're in politics.
0: Well, in the last minute here, I'm going to put you on the line. I'm going to put you on record. How do you think this is going to end? Are, what's your prediction?
1: Oh, uh, I really want to be wrong. <laughs> well, what is it?
0: Tell, tell me your, your, your honest feelings and how it will end.
1: I think it's going to get closer than ever to a very, very major doomsday. And then at the last moment, hopefully, a solution will be found and reason. Well, that sounds like a human and...
0: missile crisis, right? Getting right on the edge? Right there. Yeah,
1: but this is worse because the technology has advanced so much since then, and uh, uh, and we have an incompetent uh, leadership right now. Back then, we had better leadership uh, here. Those people were treated more. Ur- this is more
0: urgent than COVID. And also, we've seen we've these leaders have served notice that they are incompetent and fools. Absolutely, yeah. they just have in the, over the last two years, right? So that's that. That's where we are. You know, but you know we'll we'll have you back on again because I think this is going to go for a while. I don't think this is going to be ending in next week. <laughs> I really, yeah. I really
1: want this to be the only talk about the war. You well, know, you know why, but it's probably not going to happen, sadly.
0: Unless, unless we have a, a another variant that knocks it out of the news. <laughs> <Yeah. You know? laughs>
1: now we need a new variant. A new it
0: news. You know, you've been listening. <laughs> you've been listening to, and let's be heard. Uh, I'm Michael Chopley. Uh, I want to thank my guest, Domestic Terrorist, on Twitter. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we will talk again tomorrow. Thank you, Mike.